Alright, welcome back to Rum Runners Radio. I'm Captain Cody. Back again. Today is April 20th, 2017. And I hope I hope y'all remember to put cookies and milk out for Snoop Dogg last night in celebration of 420. Here at here at Rum Runners Radio, we're not really into 420, but I understand some of some of our listeners might be. So we want to wish you a happy 420. Anyways, I, I've got several things to talk about today. Of course, uh the big thing in the news is the aircraft carrier that's coming into the port of Brownsville. We already have three of them being scrapped there. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And also, as I said last week, uh, we'll talk about these crazy people that think the earth is flat. Um, they're absolutely insane in my opinion. And then, uh, we'll talk about some ships that are using potentially dangerous fuel, uh, for propulsion there. And, and maybe some other stuff if we have time, but I do hope you enjoy the show. So first of all, uh, in the news, kind of in this local area, the, the U.S. Navy had, back in 1950, in 1955, uh, or mid-50s and, and early 60s, the U.S. Navy had four Forrestal-class aircraft carriers built, and three of them have been dismantled here, or they're in various states of being dismantled at the Port of Brownsville uh, here in South Texas. And we expect to see the fourth and final carrier of that class arriving at international shipwrecking somewhere around June 7th. And that might be kind of an early date. You know, there's factors such as weather and sea conditions that affect that. But this one that's coming in is the last one they made out of four. This is the USS Independence. She's being towed right now. Uh, She's probably about halfway between the, the... inactive ship maintenance facility in Bremerton, Washington, where she was for the past, I don't know, since 1998. That's where she was, and, and she's bound for the Port of Brownsville right now. Uh, the, the Independence was commissioned on January 10th, 1959, and decommissioned 39 years later after some distinguished service, uh, like a, a tour to Vietnam in 1965 during the war, uh, holding support there off the coast. And she carried out airstrikes later on Syrian forces during Operation Southern Watch, which obviously the Syrian problem we're having now is really nothing new. I don't think it really ever ended. But at that time, she was the most battle-experienced ship in the naval fleet, which is a pretty cool honor for, for the crew members and for the ship itself. It earned, earned her the oper- authorization to display the the don't track the don't tread on me flag on the on the jack staff which is the forward little flagpole up there i'm sure y'all have seen that flag it's got a little snake on there it's divided up into 13 pieces for the 13 colonies it's a really old flag a lot of rednecks have it on their trucks like my brother my brother has it on his truck anyway that reminds me have you have you guys seen or heard of the movie USS Indianapolis with uh, Nick Nicolas Cage in it it's been out for a little while now, and if you haven't seen it, I strongly, strongly recommend that you don't spend your time or money buying that movie or, or even renting it. It's Or even if you get it for free, don't don't spend your time watching it. It's just awful. It looks good on the cover, which is how I got suckered into buying it, but it is absolutely, without a doubt, the worst movie I've seen in my entire life in my 26 years of being on this planet it's the worst movie I've ever seen. The special effects are terrible. 
they're the only thing the special effects are the only thing worse than the acting and Nicolas Cage I don't some people might think he's really not that good anyways but he should be embarrassed about this movie I'm sure he probably is because if you see it you'll you'll know what I'm talking about but if you want to steer clear from that terrible production just don't bother getting it at all Anyway, uh, moving on back to the the independence, the USS Independence. It's going to be going through the Brownsville jetties, um, probably somewhere around June seventh. That's not really a set date right now, but we'll uh, we'll update you on on Rum Runners on Facebook and also on the on Rum Rum Runners Radio. We'll try to keep some updates in there, so if you come back and listen. But you can also check out our Facebook page. It's just type in the search bar at Rum 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 Runners. Sorry, I can't talk today. But I'll post updates on the the estimated time of arrival as fast as I get them. As soon as I get updates, I'll post them on there. That way y'all will know. And when it gets closer to the date, I'll get more of a more of an exact time. I can let you know what time uh, to be at the jetties if you don't want to miss it. But anyway, uh, it's her final voyage. The best place to watch her final voyage is probably at Isla Blanca Park, but they do charge... They charge money to get in. It used to be $5, but they raised the price to $12, which I think is kind of ridiculous. But if you want to avoid that fee, I would recommend going to Boca Chica Beach. And if you've never been there, um, I'll give you directions on that on the also on the Rum Runners Facebook page. Uh, I'll post them up there. But that's a good way to avoid the fee and the crowds. It'll be a little bit less crowded there. And that's probably where I'll watch it if I'm not on the pilot boat at that time. I, I do recommend it, but you should also have four-wheel drive or at least a truck to get out there and watch the tide. You don't want to get out there on high tide and then try to come back on... I'm sorry, you don't want to get out there on low tide and try to come back on high tide. You can actually get stuck out there for a while. So if you need directions, go to Rum Runner's Facebook page. We'll give you directions there. Um, I'll talk about it more in other episodes, and we'll be posting about it on, on the Facebook page. But moving on, did you did you guys know there are literally thousands of people that believe the Earth is flat? Um, there's a bunch of them, and you would think it would be only uh, maybe a couple thousand, but we're talking like I, I would estimate over a hundred thousand people in the in the world right now that English speaking people. I don't know about other other countries, but they all think that the Earth is flat. And there's there's a lot of them. Right now I'm looking at this site. It's called the Flat Earth Society. You can check it out for yourself at www.theflatearthsociety.org. But uh, I've talked to some of these ignorant people before, and it wasn't the most educated arguments I've ever had. But I was arguing with them over a few hours before I kind of took a good long look at myself and, and said to myself, Cody, you just spent hours of your life arguing with other grown men about the Earth being flat. It might be... Like, dude, it might be time to reevaluate your priorities. But anyway, seriously though, if you ever feel down or or you just need a laugh or maybe you, you're not feeling particularly educated today, go on over to that site and and uh, you'll have renewed confidence in your mental abilities. But this article in front of me that they're talking about, this is on the Flat Earth Society website. It says. The sun and moon are spheres measuring 32 miles, and I'm assuming they mean 32 miles in diameter. They move circles at 3,000 miles above. They move in circles at 3,000 miles above the plane of the Earth, like spotlights, and illuminate different portions of the Earth in a 24-hour 
cycle. And there must be a, quote, anti-moon that obscures the moon during lunar eclipses. An anti-moon, anti-moon. That, that's just one of the, these people have the craziest theories to explain themselves when you present them with real scientific facts. They, they have a, and they have an explanation for everything too. I don't care what kind of evidence you present them. They will fabricate something that they think is believable, but anybody with a little bit of education knows that it's impossible. They, they, what's scary about these, this society is the amount of people, like I said earlier, that believe in this garbage. Just one of these members of the Flat Earth Society has over 25,000 subscribers on YouTube, or he had them. But, of course, recently he, I guess he woke up from his coma and, uh, or stopped using drugs or something, but he made a video... Uh, refuting the flat earth theory after making tons of videos that supported it and one day I guess he just made this video and declared that the earth is in fact a a sphere and that really hit the society hard it was they kind of looked at it as a serious act of treason against the flat earth society but during the hours I spent arguing with these people uh, some of the facts that I brought up that they had a really hard time making up theories for is uh, things like the fact that you can actually see with your own two eyes, you can see the curve of the earth. If you've ever watched a, a ship come towards you from more than eight or 10 miles away, you, you see the very top of the mast first or the top of the ship. Then as it gets closer, you see more and more. And when it's about five miles away, you can finally see the whole thing. But the human eye, when you're out at sea, can only see eight miles. You can only, you can only see eight miles on the horizon before the curve of the earth actually uh, obstructs your your view of anything so that's one of the things i use and they then they say like oh there's particles in the air that keep you from seeing that far and all kinds of other garbage Um, but another fact that i've given them some of y'all might have heard of this or you you definitely know what it is because it's it's called the coriolis effect it's it's a force that does a number of things but Mainly it's a force that causes cyclones and hurricanes to spin like in opposite directions on different hemispheres of the globe. That's called the Coriolis effect. And even even military snipers have to adjust for the Coriolis effect or the curve of the earth to be accurate. Like, for example, a, a thousand yard shot could be as much as three inches to the left because of the curve of the earth. Three inches in just a thousand yards. And that's they actually have to compensate for that when, they, when they're when they trying to make their shot. And additionally, ships have to change their course on long ocean trips to, to compensate for the curve. Otherwise, they could end up 50 or 100 or 200 miles away from their, their destination. So they actually have to plot these course changes to go around the curve of the Earth, so to speak. Um, and y'all can use, if you guys ever get into an argument with a truther, is what they call themselves, uh, you can use these facts and they, they really don't have any way to explain those. So that's about when I gave up arguing with them was after I gave them those facts and they started trying to grasp, grasp some theories that they could formulate in their mind. Anyway, uh, the other thing we're going to talk about briefly is uh, there's, there's some ships now. This is in Maritime News. Ships now are using a ultra low sulfur fuel oil, which is a kind of a diesel. Uh, diesel is fuel oil. They 
so this is ultra low surf sulfur diesel or ulsfo it's approved actually it's required uh by the by the ntsb the national traffic's or national transportation safety bureau um i don't know why they require it but it is approved and they they approved it on january 1st 2015 since since that time harbor pilots which we talked about harbor pilots in our our first episode they're not only seeing loss of propulsion issues while going down the narrow shipping channels but also they're unable to deliver increases in rpm in a timely manner to help them steer the ship better because when you if you rev the ship up and you push more water past the rudder of course you get more better handling so pilots actually use that to you know to avoid stuff or to steer the ship they actually use increasing rpms and uh, a lot of people believe that this ultra low sulfur fuel oil is is really adding a lot of risk to the shipping industry and i i agree i think the ntsb should reevaluate the use of the the ulsfo at another meeting they need to have another meeting about that and kind of look at the evidence i mean the houston ship channel was shut down for a while because of a collision and there was some questions whether it had to do with the ship not not responding to uh to what the pilot needed it to do but anyway it seems like they need to reevaluate that let me know what you guys think you can uh add that in the comments um on soundcloud where where you hear this this radio episode but i do hope you guys enjoyed the episode today that's that's about all i got for today um check back in three days we'll have another episode I want to thank you again for listening and remind you to check out Rum Runners on Facebook or you can check out my personal YouTube channel if you go in the search bar and type in Captain Cody Newman. It should pop up there. I got a lot of interesting videos. I got a video that I put up recently of a a ship going by and it shows the displacement that that ship does and actually the ship channel, the water level, drops about three or four feet. And I got a good video of that. And there's also a video of... um, inside the port of brownsville i didn't want to film too much in there because they don't really like that when people film in there and that's that's from kind of what happened in pearl harbor they had people take pictures of the the harbor there before they bombed it but you can see that video i got i didn't really film a whole lot in there for that reason but go check it out it's on my youtube channel and uh, there's some other interesting videos on there and you can let me know what you think in the comments. Or if you guys want me to do a, a show about something, you can let me know. Um, but anyway, I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to us. And we, we hope you have a good day. And we hope you enjoy and you come back and listen to us next time. You can find Rum Runners Radio on palmettohillstudio.com. www.palmettohillstudio.com.